Long time, no record. How's it going? Good, good, good. Um, right now, we just had a great interview with Serena, the head basketball coach. She was great. She was fantastic. And now, we're about to have one of one of the coolest people and one of the, because I consider a friend, the CEO of all nine, Mr. Chris Vitale. I agree, Chris. Chris is a great man. You know, Chris will be our first CEO. And uh, okay. I, I think that's very cool, you know. Um, he got the f- smart and fabulous Kevin Kernan doing work for the site. Um, one of our favorite funny guests, Miss Emily Nyman, is is also part of the site. Um, a longtime friend of his, Rocco um, Constantino. Constantino. Um, Mr. Michael Torres, who's at, I'm pretty sure, is MJ Torres. And uh, Kate Garrick. Yes, 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 yes. Um, speaking of Emily, um, I'm, go- I'm going to be hitting her up soon because I promised her that she would be on Podcast because I want to see... I want to see how her hockey skills does against mine, and I know that you're rooting Emily because you're a boss. First of all, Emily is so smart and heavily opinionated. Not only, not only with probably her zero knowledge of hockey, but I know that on on the day of, she'll look up so much hockey, she'll not only dust you, but She'll dust you so fast, you'll, you'll just be in your boxes. Because that's how smart and that's how strong Emily is. And she's just going to hand you a beatdown. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know what? You don't know, you know, you, you, you know want your buddy here to succeed. You, you, you just want me to hold that out of my face. That, 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 What's our initiative? Women in sports. So at the end of the day, yes, I will always, always take the women's side. You my brother, you my buddy, but, and, and, and also, by the way, since you think you're such a hockey savant, if a girl that doesn't know a thing about hockey outschools you, well, that kills two birds with one stone, so who am I, who, who am I to argue? Guys, I just want to let you know that my is a bad guy. So without further ado... Let's bring on the great Chris Vitale. That's right. Hold on. We are here with the wonderful Chris Vitale. He's taking time out of his, you know, CEO million dollar lifestyle, head of Ball9.com, you know, doing doing the McDuck swim dive into the pool with all the dollar bills and whatnot. Chris, how's it going? Good, good. Chris, I hope you recognize his voice, man. It's James. James, I know. How you doing, baby? What's going on? Good, man. Dude, I haven't seen you since spring training, man. I miss I know. you, man. It was the only baseball game that I went to this year, and I'm starting to wonder if it's going to be the only baseball game I go to this year. 
I just want to let our view, I want to let our listeners know that Chris personally reached out to me when my dad passed away, and he is a really good guy. I, I, I'm grateful for a friend like Chris, and we've been chatting for a while until we finally met, and I'm, I'm grateful to call Chris a friend. So Chris, Likewise. Likewise, man, of course, of course. So now, before we get into the fun stuff and the lack of, you know, Mr. Manfred's knowledge in life, um, <laughs> how have how, how have you been doing with the whole coronavirus? Um, pretty good, man. I mean, I've been stuck in the house, you know, like everybody else. Um, you know, my wife works in an emergency room, so she's around it all the time. But uh, you know, luckily, knock on wood, the two of us, you know, we're, we're okay. So. Yeah, let's just hope it stays that way. I'm ready to get back out into the world, though, man. I can only hang out in the yard and start looking at the squirrels in the tree for so long, you know what I mean? I hear you. Now, Chris, um, obviously, uh, nothing before we get into the fun stuff. Um, obviously, sure. you saw um, Aaron Judge's video talking about Black Lives Matter. You're seeing all the protests going on oh, yeah. in all the neighborhoods. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on that. Going on the world, the George Floyd killings, the killings recently that happened in Atlanta, the one happened in Texas, and the other one happened in Florida and I'm California, where you're at. So I just want to know uh, how, like, uh, how have been this entire like like weeks and months of of unrest and a lot in the social climate of the world. Man, I'll tell you. I mean, I mean, it's obviously just disgusting what happened to all those all those gentlemen and all the killings. I mean, it's just, you know, one call for, um, so I, you know, I mean, I do, you know, I get it. I mean, I, I understand the protests. I understand why everybody's out there. I mean, it, you know, if, if they are making a difference, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing cities, you know, with the police reform and, and, and everything like that. And it's, you know, I mean, it is making a difference. And I think, you know, it's a horrible way for the world to get better. You know, I mean, like this, you know, but it's, you know, people are finally being heard. And, you know, I mean, it's, I, I understand the anger. I understand the pain. I understand all. But, you know, I mean, I just, I hope it does make a difference. And I hope people honestly see that, you know, we're all the same, man. I mean, come on. You know, and it's just, you know, it, it's not, I heard a great, a great quote. Um, where it's not, you know, it's not black against white, it's not white against black, it's everybody against racism. And that's really, you know, that's the important part. And that's the thing that people really need to realize. You know, we're all in this thing together, man. So, you know, it's just, you know, they're getting out there, they're saying what needs to be heard. People are actually listening for a change. So, I mean, I really do think it's the right thing. That truly is a great quote. And to think that, right, we're kind of going backwards with all these lynching that's going on. And it just makes me sick to think that people think it's okay to not only gang up on someone, but to pick them up, put a rope around their neck, and throw that rope over the tree and it's leave insane. it there. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, you think, you know, I mean, you think that we'd be well past that now as a society, but... It's not looking that way. I mean, some people are really, really stuck in the past, and it's showing. 
and you know yeah. they have they have to be exposed and they have to be you know taken you know they have to be taken to justice they have to you know they have to be made an example of that, that that's not going to stand you know i mean that can't happen that just can't happen i totally agree and speaking of speaking of people that are stuck in the past I know it's an awkward transition, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a professional. <laughs> Rob Manfred, speaking of people stuck in the past, um, Rob Manfred um, is probably the worst commissioner, not probably, is the worst commissioner in sports. And yes, we know that he works for the owners, but as a commissioner, you're supposed to, um, to, 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 to represent leadership and stability. How has Rob Manfred single-handedly destroying a sport it's it's incredible to watch i mean it's i mean just when you think it can't get any worse it does and he, he somehow outdoes himself and he just keeps making it worse and you know i mean it's i was speaking with um louis tian van tian's son yesterday and uh you know they brought up a great point which is, you know, we have to take baseball back. You know, baseball needs to get back into the hands of people who love baseball. Not the lawyers, not the computer guys that are running the front office. It needs to be baseball guys because, I mean, they're just, they're, they're flushing the sport down the toilet. And it's my favorite sport in the world. It's my favorite game in the world. And to see this happening, you know, and this guy is just clueless you know, of how to deal with the fans and, and, and he's just, he's running it straight to the ground and, and it's just every day it's just bad news and it's just worse and worse and I know you guys are probably sick of hearing, you know, him coming out and somehow making it worse than it was the day before because I know everybody, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 it's like he, he has what we call foot in mouth syndrome. Like, just like, just last week, he told oh, yeah. Ravage, I'm 100% sure baseball's coming back. Then he went on the sports center, especially with Greenberg, and said, I'm not sure baseball's gonna come back. Like, really? Yep. Really? And that really, like, like, he, like, he, only mad prick. Because I, I heard that Michael Queso said, like, um, he's at the disposal of the owners, and yes, we know the commissioner works for the owners. Yeah. You get that. But you can do both. You can do both. Yeah, you can I agree. Do both. I agree. I mean, I, I just read right before, you know, right before we started talking, I just read that there are uh, anywhere between six and eight owners that do not want to have a season this year. And, I mean, that's incredible. That they would rather just not have a season. They'd rather not pay their employees. They'd rather not, you know, make any revenue whatsoever just to save money. And I don't know which owners they are because, you know, they didn't come out and say it. But um, you know, it's just a terrible way to look at this, you know. I mean, like it's it just shows that that you know these owners they don't care about the fans; they care about their wallets. And if nobody's showing up and spending fifteen bucks on a beer or you know twenty dollars on a milkshake, that you know that they'd rather just not have anything. And and it's it's disturbing, you know, because I mean, like I mean, they, they could they could bring so much goodwill to people. And, you know, just have a, you know, if it's an 80-game season, it's an 80-game season. You know, right now, people need something. Like, God, people are staying up until 4 in the morning watching the games in Korea. You know, people want to rally around something. People want to have something in common, some good news to talk about. Whether they're people in the stands or not, people want baseball. And, and they're just, they just don't care. I mean, it just comes off as the owners and, you know, Manfred... 
by you know by way of the owners that they don't they don't give a shit about what the players want. I mean about what the, I mean about what the fans want. They also don't care about what the players want, but that's a whole difference. I agree, and you know what sucks is that they look at us like we're stupid, especially the last two days. Rob Manfred has the nerve to now, just now, start talking about health concerns. Over the past six weeks, we have heard nothing about it until week one where Sean Doolittle put up that big long tweet about health concerns. Besides that, all I've heard, and everybody can say the same, prorata. Prorated, 100%, 70%, 75%, 85%, 100% prorated salaries. That's all they've been saying. So now they want to mention health concerns. It's common sense. If, if there's any health problems, don't play. Obviously, do not play, right? But the fact that they haven't been talking about it till just yesterday, it's like they think, you know what? We are so awesome that no matter what we say, no matter how much we treat them, they're going to be here. And you know what? The three of us will. The majority of Yankee Twitter will. But the guys who are in the middle, the guys who are maybe just getting there, the guys the guys who are trying to look for people like them to, to be part of the game, they're gone. And they're never coming back. A guy called TMKS either today or yesterday, he's a 15-year ticket holder. He called, he canceled. So it's 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 going to happen, and it just sucks that that we could have had a whole two, three weeks where everyone was watching baseball. Now, yeah, they would have had it all to themselves. We're, we're never going to get that. Well, I mean, and, you know, and now, I mean, you, you, know, you bring up the health concern thing. And to me, that just looks like a stall tactic. So now it's like, well, now, you know, now we have another couple of weeks that we have to, you know, we can talk about this. So there's two more weeks of the season not happening. Um, it's, I mean, I agree with everything you said about that. And I think it's kind of pathetic that, that they're using, that they're using now health concerns that they, all we've heard on TV for the last three months are health concerns. How the hell did MLB not talk about it? You know, like, I mean, how, what I heard Michael Case said, and and he also said he wasn't fully sure, but they have to go based on calendar. So they said right now that they technically can get 82 games in. So as they have to go by the amount of games the calendar dictates. So he said he thinks that the owners are doing this on purpose. Until the calendar says they can only play 54, right? Because obviously Manfred could have said yesterday, all right, we're going to play 54 and we're going to start July 10th, right? But then the players will win that grievance. So I bet you, I bet you around, you know, July 22nd. All right, guys, 54 games, let's go. You know, and then, and then we'll have opening day, August 22nd. Because they'll need at least three weeks. And then it's like, at that point, you know what? I'm sorry. If it's if it's under 60 games, I've been saying the minimum should be 100. But if it's under 60, you know what? Wake me up in 2021 baseball season. I, I'd rather not have baseball. I'm with you. Because, I mean, I mean, just think about it. I mean, like, what's the quality of the baseball going to be like? 
I mean, like, I mean, you you see these guys that take forty games to get to hit their stride. Like, remember Mark Teixeira wouldn't get a hit until May. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like, you know, what is going to happen? I mean, these guys are going to suck for you know the first twenty, you know, twenty five games, and then what? Then they're just twenty five, maybe twenty games. And that's the season right there. If you start, if you start yeah. what seven and eighteen, come on, you can have the Marlins winning what, whatever National League they're in. Like, that that's a joke. Imagine if we had a Nationals and Orioles World Series. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be something. That would, you know, I mean, and you know something? I mean, with the shortened season, and if, you know, say something crazy happened and the Marlins got hot, and, you know, and, and they did make it, hey, that's fine. You know, if it's an 81-game season, you know, but I mean, like... Not, not 40 games. I mean, not 50 games. You can't do it. And, and, you know, the worst part is, is, you know, I mean, like, you know, yeah, you, you know, you just said, okay, wake me up for the 2021 season. Who the hell knows if there's going to be a 2021 season at this point? Oh, you don't know? even, don't even hope that, Chris. Please don't. Oh, believe me, I don't hope it. I mean, I, I, I just started a damn baseball company. <laughs> of course. So believe me, I, I, I want it to happen. But I mean, like, you know, it's, it, it seems like the owners are taking this time to negotiate the new CBA now in front of, you know, next year. And and that just doesn't, it's not a good look. I mean, there's just, the owners are showing no, no good faith. Nothing. Like they're, they're just like, you know, it's it's terrible. And, and the fans are getting screwed. The players are getting screwed. Yeah, and what's really worse is, and I know, I know what the tactics are playing. This was, this is what, this was what owners want to happen. Drag it up, drag it up until it's that. Remember that magical date, September twenty seventh. Not just because it's the day before my birthday, but it's because of the fact that because once that day, once that day is, that's when they want to end the regular season so they can honor their TV contracts for playoff games. They don't want to move from that. So they want to play like as little games as possible, still make the revenue, whether it's fans or without fans, then the players grievance, and then players have the option to strike in 2021, then they could probably lock out the players in 2022, which potentially means we could not have a season, assuming if the season is canceled, could you imagine not having baseball for three years? Oh my no. god. No, I can't. Three years. You mean that's basically Garrett Cole's prime years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean just think about, you know, think about a team like the Dodgers that went and traded for Mookie Betts. And then, I mean, it's technically possible he never plays a single game for the Dodgers. You know, I mean, and, you know, it's funny, I was, I was talking to, uh, you know, a couple of Sox fan buddies on, on our podcast, on his roundhouse. And um, that was one thing that brought up to them. I, I mean, I kind of laughed at him a little bit about you know, how they felt about getting rid of Mookie. But, you know something? If they got if they got rid of him, they didn't have to pay him, and they wind up with, you know, say Verdugo turns out to be a stud. Oh, man, can he hit, man? I'm telling you, he's going to be a fantastic player. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen him out here at uh, you know Dodger Stadium a couple games, and he he can hit. He gets hurt a lot though, but but when he's healthy, oh man, he rakes. Yeah, he's a good, good player. So you know, I mean, it's just you know a lot of you know these contracts. Like, I mean, okay, so we're all of a sudden like DJ LeMay, who never played for the Yankees again. You know, I mean, how is this going to work? You know, it's it's incredible, and and that's and that's what the scary part. Is. I mean, I mean. 
the other the other thing is, and you know, before we get to that, is you start you started your own company, and yeah. look at you, Mister Big Shot. You know, you get to go to house, and you don't invite me. You know, nobody can go anywhere. We all we all know you got that twenty foot stretch limo with, with the tennis court built in. Come on now. Nah, not yet. I'm still, I'm still rolling around in the Jeep, fellas. Come on, man. We're only like, like five weeks old. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you think we're doing out here. How dare you invite Kate before you invite me? I thought I thought I thought we had a connection. When you got you gotta let me know when you're in LA, man. Anytime. Oh my God, is that how it is? So you invite her and you don't invite me? I, I thought we were cool. I didn't It's much better to root for the Cowboys than the dirty, disgusting New York Giants or the New York Knicks. So, so I think Chris guided her into the right direction. And you, you, you think you're slick with your whole birthday plug too. I, I am a Patriots fan and a Yankees fan. And then James, you're a Jets fan or no? No, I'm a Giants fan. You're a Giants fan, okay. I'm a Giants fan. That's right. You know what? At least we can all hate the Eagles. All three of us can sit through the Eagles. How's that? Hell yeah. There's always common ground somewhere, man. There's always common ground. The Eagles, they're not real people. They're not real people. I keep trying to tell you. The Eagles fans don't exist. They're just animals. It's not human. It's a different kind of place, man. 
They eat horse poop. They're not. They don't eat straight. After being the Patriots, you would think, oh, we finally got a championship for the first time in our franchise history. Nah, you know what? Let's, let's destroy the cow and eat horse poop. Like, oh, good. Because, you know, logic. That's typical, that's typical Eagles fans for you. That's that that that's how that's how they roll. Um, also, Chris, um, how did you decide to start up Ball Nine? Because I know you've been talking to me about this before while we were doing yeah. spring training. Yeah. So how how did you put that into fruition for for our listeners? Um, you know, I mean, it was just something I wanted to do. Um, I didn't think it was gonna. I just thought it was gonna be kind of for fun, just do a little baseball website, nothing crazy. You know, I mean, I didn't really expect much to come of it. And, you know, like in the last two winter meetings, I crashed the winter meetings, so I figured, yeah, if I just come up with a website, at least I have a reason to be there in case anyone asks. So, you know, so I just, you know, so I, I did it. And, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, being quarantined and, like, you know, regular work dried up, I had nothing else to do. And, uh, and I started talking to David Wells on Twitter, going back and forth with him, and then he agreed to do an interview. So... So I did, I did the interview with Wells, and, uh, and you know, I wound up doing one with Louis Tiot, and then all of a sudden, you know, I just asked Dave Parker to do one, so Dave Parker did one, and then, you know, now I have Brett Saberhagen coming up, and, like, nice. these guys all of a sudden want to do it, you know, because it's like, you know, a lot of these ex-players have a lot to say, you know, they have a lot to say, and they don't have a place to do it, they don't have a platform to do it, so... That's oh, fantastic. And, you know, I mean, and I figured everybody else, you know, I mean, it's like there's so many sites out there about what's going on now in baseball. And, you know, I mean, I just, I, I just, I always love baseball history. So, uh, you know, I mean, in, you know, we're lucky in the regard that, you know, that, that the ex-players seem to really, really like it. Um, they're all agreeing to, you know, interviews either for the podcasts or the, you know, or just for written interviews you know, it's, it's going it's going a lot quicker than I expected. I'm definitely ahead of schedule, so it's kind of hard to keep up. Like, I didn't even finish designing the damn thing. And it's like, already, I'm like, oh, God, okay. I have to edit this video. I have to interview freaking Dave Parker. I have to do all this. I'm like, okay. I guess I'll just do it. But, you know, luckily, like I said, you know, with work dried up and being stuck in the house, the timing really couldn't have worked out better for me, so. How uh, did you get the talented Kevin Kernan to get on board? Um, I asked. <laughs> Honestly, um, he he. I actually got in touch with Wally Matthews, the boxing writer from New York. Um, oh, I know he, Wally. Yeah, so I so you know I was you know I sent him a message on Twitter. We follow each other and you know whatever. So you know so you know he sent me his number. I called Wally, and uh, you know I told him about it. He liked the idea. He's like you know he's like look. And I I got into boxing only about, you know I mean uh. Baseball writing only, you know, short time ago. He's like, you know, you know, I'm mostly a boxing guy, but you should get in touch with Kevin Kernan. So I was like, all right, you know. He so you know he got in touch with Kernan and um, you know sent him you know my info. So Kernan sent me an email, so that Wally got in touch with him, and um, so I just you know I asked him, I, you know, I told him what I wanted to do with the site that it's baseball history, you know, primarily through the eyes of the players themselves. And he loved the idea. You know, I mean, he had left the post after 23 years, and he loved the idea. So he's, like, semi-retired. And, uh, you know, he just loved it. And now, you know, it's funny. I mean, I'll sit there, 
it's just strange. Like, you know, he'll write something and I'm there and I'm like editing a Kevin Kernan article. I'm like, this is weird, man. <laughs> like, just, like, just, I didn't expect this. This is really weird. But, um, you know, so, and he's a, he's a great guy. He's getting inducted into the New York, New York State Baseball Hall of Fame in November. Um, he's getting in, uh, they're inducting Tino and they're inducting Jerry Kuzman from the Mets. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, so that's, so that's pretty cool. So, I mean, so yeah, I got a few seats for that one. So we're going to go out there and check it out. Hopefully, you know, hang out with, uh, hang out with the boys and talk some baseball. <laughs> uh, quick, quick, quick news tidbit. Um, number one, um, for hockey nerds like myself, I've always criticized James Dolan, but there's a chance that James Dolan could buy the lease for, for Union for the Islanders to pay the 2020 Seriously? Mikhail Korkorov. Yeah, because Mikhail Korkorov shut down the Coliseum because they were losing money. There was no hockey, there was no concert, so he lost money. So, because he shut it down, James Dolan could open it for the Islanders to play their games this year. So, I don't have to about that. I wonder how that's going to yeah. work. <laughs> well, because, well, as long as he keeps his fingers out of the Islanders' business, then you know that should be fine. But but if he if he keeps the Islanders in New York for this season until Belmont gets built, I will put up with James Bum Bum Dolan. Oh, and, I know. And for the, and the second big news is Ozzy Osbourne. For those for those people who know, he says straight. He says that he won't be living for much longer because oh, of his recent wow. diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So, oh man! Jesus wow, that's Christ. yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, that's not good news. No, it's not. Um, these are these are some two news I just I just got I just saw it, and um, yeah, these are for so, so those Ozzy Osbourne. Um, I love Ozzy. I love them. Yeah, me too. I love them. Me too. I love Ozzy when he did solo, and this news is pretty sad. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty um, pretty heartbreaking. Um, yeah, that that is definitely some bad news. Oh, yeah, I just want Yeah, um, now it, 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 it's weird, Chris, because see, both of us love rock and see. Yeah, like, that takes a that just takes a rip out of childhood, man. It does. It really does. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a musician, and you know, I've always loved Sabbath. Too. I mean, when I was a little kid and learning how to play, I would sit there and crank Sabbath and play along in my bedroom and everything. And, uh, oh man, yeah, that's sad. I mean, I, I knew, I knew he had been diagnosed, but I didn't know he just came out and said, like, it's that far advanced. That's, that's terrible. 2020 has been the year of hits, man. It's yeah, it's of- one I'm ready, I'm ready for it to end already, man. Like, like, let's, let's just fast forward, because, you know, something good has to happen this year, right? Something. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> we would think, um, before I get to rapid fire, um, a quick thing, um, I'm gonna ask you and I'm gonna ask Nick. Are you, uh, if you have to get a percentage between zero to 100, how, how, what percentage would you give baseball coming back for the 2020 season? Chris, I'm gonna start with you. At this point, after the news that we just heard, I'd say about 30. Nick? Yeah, you know, and that, it might even be lower. Uh... You know what? I'll I'll try to be a little little optimistic. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go forty five percent. that that's pretty specific right there. <laughs> he 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 didn't zero. He just went specific. Cool. Well, man. I mean, somebody's got to be optimistic. Um, for me, 
I'm gonna say forty, and I'll say uh, I want to be a little optimistic, but it's just it, it, it's just the fact that you know Manfred has done a terrible, terrible job, and with if he's leading baseball, and if he just thinks all he does is just work for the owners, then we're not gonna have a season because if because if, if, if he's going to Michael Kick, oh, I only work for the owners then you're not going to be a good commissioner because you don't you don't just work for the owners you work for the game for the love of the game you could you could do both you you can make the owners money and make the game fun look at adam silver he does both look at what he did absolutely absolutely you know what it is though it's it's kind of tough right because we all have jobs and everyone in this entire world has done things to keep their job, right? So it's a fine line. So I know we're all giving Manfred crap, but at the end of the day, we have to think to ourselves, how would we do it, if at all, any different? Because the owners, it's literally up to them, right? If, if, if 21 of them say, okay, fire Manfred, he's gone. And then they'll get any other guy that they want. And he could be just as worse as Manfred. So there's only so much he can do, right? At, people think Adam Silver is a great commissioner. And you know what? That's because he also shadowed David Stern. He's, I was just going to say, been yeah, there. David Stern deserves a lot of the credit for what the NBA has done. You know, yeah. he's been there. Goodell, Goodell is like in the middle, but that's just because that the NFL owners are more powerful. There, There's almost yeah. no owner that's the, the, the closest is is probably how, right? You know the Steinbrenner yeah. family. When when oh, you think of like, yeah. when you think of powerful owners in sports, so we gotta be easy. And you know, again, when it comes to negotiations, even though a lot of people are taking the player side, both sides have to give. If the players are not bending from full prorated, what do you want the owners to do? The owners just can't say. Yes, yes, Tony Clark. We will get down on our hands and knees, and we will kiss your feet. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. So there has to be a bend. I'm pretty sure, if 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 the players would have said okay, eighty percent prorated, I'm pretty sure. You know what? Things would have been agreed to two, three weeks ago. They think they've taken a pay cut. As Michael K's been saying for the past couple weeks, they have not taken a pay cut. They have not played games. Technically, they they've they've got money for not even playing games. They've been getting money for staying yeah, in, in their house. Yeah. yeah, so unless unless you're a minor league player or a minimum, I feel no sorry for you. Garrett Cole, yeah. Trout, and etc., you'll be fine. If you guys don't play baseball this year, Stay at home. Stay with, stay with your brand new babies and the Trout family. Int- introduce the world that they're gonna have a baby boy soon. So congrats to Mike and Jessica Trout, and hopefully we'll find out the sex of Garrett and Amy Cole's baby soon. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, like, the, the minor league players are the ones who are really getting screwed here. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to side with the players, you know, the MLBPA. Um, but, I mean, like you said, I mean, there has to be give on both sides. There has to. And, but the minor league players are the ones getting hosed. Our, I mean, our, our webmasters, uh, guy Josh Hushka, he's a pitcher. He pitches uh, for the Brooklyn Cyclops. He's in the Mets organization. <laughs> and, you know, I talk to him about it all the time. He's writing an article about it um, coming out next week about how, you know, from the perspective of a minor league and how they're, you know, how they're getting screwed more than anybody. You know, I mean, you know, some of these guys are getting cut. You know, they don't, they don't know if there's going to be a team to go back to next year. And, you know, I mean, then you have guys like David Price, you know, who all of a sudden, I mean, it's weird that I'm praising David Price. But, I mean, you know, he, he's paying, you know, minor leaguers out of his own pocket. And that looks terrible for the owners. You know, that looks awful. But, I agree. You know, it's, it's just, it's a weird time we're living in, fellas. Another another quick thing, and, and, and um, that I have this wasn't earlier. James, James, repeat your breaking up. I said another thing that we have to keep in mind um, is the fact that we are we're living in a time. We see that some of the sports are coming back. Baseball is being. You know, they're, they're just being terrible. If, if you're going to the NFL, I think we all agree here. The two most powerful owners in the NFL are Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. More so Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones, because once you have to label America's team, you got the power. I mean, Kraft does because Kraft is the most respected. Yeah, Kraft's right there. Yeah. Kraft right there with him now. But I'm just saying, as far as powerful guy. That's the typical get off my lawn man. That's Jerry Jones. And yeah. unless Jerry Jones budget, he nothing will get changed. And in the and the MLB, when if George was alive, I promise you guys, and Chris comment on this. If George Steinbrenner was still alive, it's baseball right now. Tell me I'm not wrong. I mean I think if George you know what George was a fan. George was a baseball fan. I mean, he did some questionable stuff. That's, you know, there's no question about that. But, um, I, I do think if, if, you know, he, he would, he would do, he would somehow try and figure out a way to get fans there, you know, six feet apart or something. Cause, you know, I mean, he, he would. I, I agree with you. I think there would be baseball right now. I absolutely agree with you 100%. And I, I mean, you know, Hal's not. He's not the same guy. He's not his father by any means. You know, he's more just a business guy. Reserved, yeah. Yeah, who knows if he is, you know, he's definitely not as much of a baseball freak as, as George was. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's hard to disagree with that, man. Seriously. But I, I do think, you know, he would have figured out a way to, you know, get these owners in line. You know what sucks, too, is that just like that hack who didn't vote for Derek Jeter, we'll, yeah. we'll most likely never know these owners' names. And yeah. I, I I think it's very important to find out who these owners' names. Because if it's if it's someone like the Marlins or the Rays, okay, that's fine. We can understand. But if if it's a guy like the Wit who's crying poverty when I'm pretty pretty sure I'll I'll, I'll have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure if he were to sell 
the St. Louis Cardinals, who is easily number two or number three when it comes to fame next to the Yankees. I'm pretty sure he can get at least two and a half billion dollars for the St. Louis Cardinals today. So I mean, the Royals sold for a billion. Yeah. I mean, you know, the owner, you know, bought the team for ninety-six million in like like ten, twenty years ago, tops. That's that's the same too, right? Most of these guys buy these clubs for under two hundred million. Then fifteen to ten years later down the line, so Jeffrey Loria sold the Marlins for I think around one point four billion dollars. Yeah. You know, so it's like. I get it. Are you are you losing money without us being in the buildings? Abs, absolutely. So so I understand, and that's why the PA should have just said, you know what, guys, this is just for one year. We cannot do a hundred percent full prorated salaries, even though they have more money than you guys, right? Just do it for one year, and you know you you, you know what us doing that will be. We're going to win the CBA because we're going to remind the owners, hey, didn't we have your backs? We took 70% full parade. That's that's why I'm shocked. Tony Clark's a smart man. I don't know why he's not thinking this. If, 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 if it's fast forward to next year, they'll win so much in the CBA because the owners will be like, you know what? The players understood. And, you know, so... The fact that that's not even happening, I they got to strike, right? Because it's it's just how much they royally got screwed over. Why would the Players Association be nice next year? It just, it just makes no sense. So the longer this goes on, it hurts. It hurts us. You know, people are talking about the minor leaguers and the minimum guys, but we're the only ones that are truly, truly hurting here. Most of us are out of jobs. We've lost. We've lost money that we'll never be able to make again. We don't make, you know, two hundred and fifty-six thousand per year, or five hundred and thirty-six thousand per year, or nineteen million. Right? You know, I mean, so. Nice. Don't get me wrong. I'll, you know, but I mean, you're right. I mean, like, you know, everybody else has to make do. You know, I mean, and you know, you gotta tell me, you know, like, look. You know, you're going to get, you know, one or two million dollars. You don't want it, you know? I mean, they, they just both have to bend a little bit. There's no other way. Come on, Chris. Two million for one year? You know that's not a lot of money. Speak <laughs> <laughs> for yourself, man. Jeez, why don't you hold the gun to Chris's head? You better invite me. Jesus Christ. I, 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 I already said, come on. No, I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. The offer's open, don't worry. I'm used to people yelling at me about being a Cowboys fan, so it's cool. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations for that. But um, I'm going to ask you some quick questions, and you're going to give the ass off the top of your head. All right. Assuming we have a season... Should the Yankees be the favorites to win this 
COVID World Series. The COVID World Series, yes. I think they should be. Are the Mets going to be owned by Steve Cohen or A-Rod and J-Lo? Probably Steve Cohen, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see Mark Cuban try and buy the team again. That would be amazing. Um, do you, assuming we're going to have a football season, um, so for your for your beloved Cowboys, Zeke just tested positive for for COVID nineteen. Um, yeah. Are the Cowboys in trouble, or will the Cowboys have a will, will, will rebound and win the NFC East? Um, I think. I mean, not knowing how sick he is, I think by the time football season rolls around, I would assume he's that he's fine. And I mean, I think that they should win the NFC East. They should have won it last year. So we're going to see what the new coaching staff does. You know, we'll see what the coaching um, staff. Also, you're also a you're also a New Jersey Devils fan. Oh God, yeah. you, I know, Michael. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask you this question. My question to you is: Are you ready for another rebuilding season? No. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, does Mookie Bet um resign with the Dodgers after COVID World Series? <laughs> I think he does, yeah. Um, also uh, two more. Number one, um how well how how do you think Garrett Cole will do in this abbreviated season? Um, I mean, I'm sure he's been working, you know, working out on his own. So, I mean, I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. He's a pro. The biggest, the biggest question to end this, um, and um, we're we're gonna, I call this forward projected. In five, in about five years, we're gonna assume that the Olsen players get their rear, get their heads out of their rear ends, and get, and you know, and have labor peace for a long time. Will. How many championships in a five-year span will the Yankees win, assuming they win COVID World Series this year and forward? Three. That's fair. All right. I like I'm going it. Going with three. Three. I like it. Well, I'd love to say five, but I think I think let's you know I mean it's probably more like two, but I'm going with three because I'm optimistic. I like it. I like it. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I should, I'll probably fly out to LA next year. I'll let you know when and we'll have a, we'll have a ball, man. You know, we'll have Sounds a ball good. and you'll show Sounds me, good. You'll, sh- you'll show me some sightseeing and, uh, oh, man, it's in the always, stadium. take me to Dodger Stadium, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really hyped to see it. And, uh, also, as always, man, continue the good work at Ball Nine. You're, Thank you're you. a great ball mine. You love you love the game, and hopefully the game will love you once the owners and players decide that this is more than just dollar <laughs> pills and and numbers. It's about the love of the game and why we all love baseball instead. Likewise, man, I can't wait. So let look. You know what? Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a blast. Um, and you know, let's get through this thing. Let's get back outside. Let's play some freaking baseball. All right. Any any time, Chris. Take it easy, bro. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. You too. All right, fellas. And that was the great Chris Vitale, Mr. CEO of Ball9.com. Guys, make sure you go on go, go on their website. They also have a Twitter. And uh, they do fantastic stuff. If you're, if you're not a 
on ball9.com, then something's wrong with you. Go on ball9.com, um, see the great work that Chris Vitale is doing with the CEO. He's going to show me a lot around his little mansion next year when I head out to LA. <laughs> You mean he has an indoor pool? Yeah, it's a pool because you know that's how rich folks win. Damn. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have to compare estates from the Vitali estate to the Gallardi estate. Ooh. Well, you know what? When I go out to LA, um, we'll have to compare because the Gallardi estate is pretty damn nice. But uh, yeah. Um, We'll be back again. This was great. Um, I really, really love tonight's showing the double headers. We haven't we haven't done double headers in a while, but we're glad we're able to do it. And um, yeah, this was fun, man. Um, like the series of Logan and Bye, it's time to say goodbye. Chris, you're a terrible cowboy fan, and Nick is a terrible, awful Patriot fan. And James will wake up a fantastic. 1994 Dallas Cowboys fan for life.